Welcome to the Financial Detox Podcast, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labram, certified financial planner and founder of Labram Wealth Management. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. And now he wants to empower you to do the same. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith every other week as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Jason Labram with Financial Detox and the Financial Detox team of Labram Wealth Management. We are super happy to be with you here again this week for Financial Detox in studio as normal. I can say as normal now because you've been here, like you've been pretty consistent. <laughs> I'm now a regular. Alice Kling and Smith, you are the co-host. I think Sometimes. we host this show together. Except when I'm not here and then I'm not the co-host. That's a good point. But today we brought in a power player, man. We brought in the juice, the muscle. Andrew Grant, our trader at Labrum Wealth Management. Well, he's so much more than that. I can't just say you're the trader, Andrew, but welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Now, we wanted to bring Andrew on the show just because he brings a bunch of experience to our team, the financial detox team at Labrum Wealth Management, not only in portfolio trading, but just portfolio construction, investment analysis, and how to use spreadsheets really quickly. That's important. <laughs> you know, one of the things that we were talking about this morning, no joke though, right before we came on the show, we talk about our portfolio challenge or our portfolio physical to that be a little softer. Awesome. The portfolio challenge. And I've sent one to Andrew this morning, for example, where we go through a client portfolio. That's not ours. Perspective client. Perspective client, right? Okay. They're evaluating us. They're, they're looking at us. They're trying to see what we would do different from a technical aspect. And we don't always like to focus on that primarily. However, Andrew when it Grant. does, it is important, Welcome, especially Andrew, if you have two or three million dollars like this prospective client does. It's important to be able to see apples to apples comparison of, you know, what are we doing differently that we can control versus what have they been doing and then point out some differences. And Andrew, that's a key part of what Andrew does for our team. Yeah, it's fun. And why don't we, this is a good time. If you want to get a hold of us, we invite you to reach out with any questions you have. We're going to talk during this show about end of year tax planning and things that are going on there. We have some webinars coming up. We're going to talk about, we're just going to wrap out and have some fun here talking about all kinds of things financial, but you can always send an email right to my inbox. This is Jason and the email is jason at financialdetox.com. That's jason at financialdetox.com. Likewise, we invite you to give us a call 877-707-8889. Once again, that's 877-707-8889. 89. So yes, the portfolio challenge is a lot of fun. It's here. It's for you right now. If you're listening and you're not a hundred percent positive that you have the right portfolio or that the right thing is being done for you. If you have an advisor, maybe you don't have an advisor, maybe you have a broker, which is really about 95% of all people who say they're financial advisors are actually brokers because they're operating under a broker dealer. They are not fiduciaries. They are not legally bound to act in your best interest and disclose all conflicts of interest and all sources of compensation. Most advisors don't do that. And unfortunately, they should. But if you would like to have a second opinion or like to have somebody run a side-by-side comparison of your portfolio to what maybe a different perspective, what we do for clients, then we invite you to send over your portfolio 
We can send you a secure link. So it's very easy to do that. You just upload your statement. We then run the analysis for you. And what happens is if we cannot considerably improve your portfolio and prove it with evidence, if we can't show you how we are substantially or measurably making an improvement, then we're going to send you a $100 Visa card just for your trouble to say thanks for giving us an opportunity. If we can make measurable improvement, then you stand to benefit much greater than $100. I'm certain of that. And it is important, Alex, and it does matter because we've talked to so many prospective advisors about potentially joining our firm. And there's not a lot who are a good fit. They don't seem to care passionately about what their clients are ultimately paying and what the net return is for their clients. And we do. We care intimately about what is the rate of return for our clients because if we're going to charge our clients to manage their portfolio, we need to create value for them, right? We have to have net of our expenses be providing some benefit to them because every 1%, 2%, 3% rate of return, it means significantly, I mean, it is a significant difference in a financial plan. Yeah, maybe it's not that they don't care. Some of them maybe. I'm sure some do, a lot do. I think some don't know how to do it or it's too much work maybe because they've, you know, it's an old fashioned way of building a portfolio is to one Z, two Z, like one at a time, one client at a time, right? And you buy and you adjust and, and you don't really do any monitoring or maintenance or rebalancing as you go. Yeah. Because it's more work to do that way. You know, you end up having one or 200 clients eventually as a financial advisor or broker. And how do you manage 200 different client accounts in an efficient way? Right. You know, how do you do that? If you're one of those clients that you know you're a broker or advisor is an independent person or even in a team or at a big firm, I mean, you know, think about how are they treating you and is it different than their other clients and why? And do they have a hundred different portfolios that yeah. they make up? Right. So that's the commonality that right. we see amongst a lot of clients that choose to hire us is that they come from that experience and they don't, it's not the best thing for them. Well, and the portfolio challenge is just a great way to see if there's a good fit between your needs and our services. So right. I don't want to make this show a sales pitch, but it's an awesome way to get introduced into, yeah. even if you don't use us, use us to get a direct comparison of your portfolio versus somebody else's opinion, right? You can see that. Andrew, what do you think about that? Because you're really good at breaking that down and portfolio analysis. You think people should be thinking about this? Is this as important as we're making it seem? Yeah, I think it's important for everyone to do it. I mean, there is no harm. There's no foul in doing it. You're not going around your current advisor's back or, you know, I think it's prudent for everybody to take a second, have a second opinion. I mean, when you, before you get surgery with a doctor, do you get a second opinion or do you just go with whatever the first person says right out of the gate? Right. I think it's something that someone should probably do every year. Pick a different advisor, pick a different wealth management group to do it for you. If it's not us, you should probably have it looked at every year. Right. By somebody else other than the person. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we always throw out, are they brokers or are they advisors? And I think it's probably worthwhile just saying that as an investor or somebody who has money in the markets in any way, shape, or form, you should know whether you're working with a broker or an advisor. And because their card says financial advisor does not mean they're actually an advisor. They're probably a broker because if they operate or work for a broker dealer, then they typically can't carry the fiduciary flag. And the fiduciary flag means that they have to act in your best interest. So there is a very stark difference, right? Some 
firms, their advisors are working off of a bunch of products that that firm has created and the firm gets paid different compensation based upon distribution of certain products as opposed to working with an independent, fully independent RIA, registered investment advisory firm. You may have seen some Schwab commercials recently talking about it. We custody our client assets at Schwab, TD and Fidelity, but we are an RIA where we do not have an allegiance to any firm, any products, anything except our clients. We don't get paid additional money to distribute certain products to our clients. We get paid from our clients, from our clients only. And that is unique in the industry to say that our firm, Labrum Wealth Management, and every advisor on the financial detox team at Labrum Wealth Management does not receive additional compensation from other sources other than the client. So where does our allegiance lie? It lies with our clients. The hand that feeds you, right? There you go. We have an obligation to do the best thing for our clients and we're not getting paid on the back door to sell a product that maybe is somewhat inferior. And that is persistent throughout the industry. Yeah. Very small subset of advisors operate the way we do. So, but there are other great advisors. We're not just trying to toot our horn. There are other great advisors who operate the way we do and who do that. We happen to think it's the best way to, to go. I think this is the part of the show too, where we should, given the season, we should probably express our gratitude to our clients who without them, we wouldn't exist, right? Thanksgiving week upon us. The trust and confidence that somebody gives, I'm amazed at how freely people do give that because we don't take it lightly at all, right? You think about you've worked for 20 or 30 or 40 years and amassed your wealth, and then you're going to turn it over to somebody and let them manage it and make decisions and tell you where to put it. And in today's world where you have Madoffs and you have private investments and you have volatility in the markets and you have, you know, political turmoil and all the things going. I mean, there's just, it's a huge honor and just a privilege to be able to do what we do for our clients. So I think that's a great point, Alex. We say often, thank you for your business and your trust and confidence, but you can't say it too much. Mm-hmm. We have a really fun pie event for our clients. That's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Next Tuesday. Yeah. So we invite all of our clients to come by and pick up pies. We order pies from the Carl's Bad Village Pie Shop. They might make the best pies on the planet. And, um, you know, we drink a hot toddy and we eat pies and everybody gets to take a couple home. It's a blast. So, hey, if you're a client of labor and wealth management and the financial <laughs> detox team, that's, that's one of I the I just saw the list from this morning, actually. We're up to 250 this year of orders so far. I think it closes today, registration, but 250 pies is going to fill up your truck and mine probably, I think. Dude, can't we get like <laughs> them to deliver them? And they have a semi truck that you have to go to the, you know, no, they don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Just like we tell our clients, we can't deliver them to them either. They have to come get them. Oh yeah, we don't deliver. No, them. no, I mean, that's we're taking on a, it too We're far. on a pie delivery service. <laughs> you need a thousand pies for that delivery. Right. Yeah. yeah, seriously. We got 250 pies we ordered. 250 between, well, we're doing the, um, you know, so we're, we do the same thing at our Murrieta office for the folks yeah. that live near that one. And then Carlsbad is the one that we're out of mostly, but you and I get to drive around and do both on Tuesday. Right. That's fun. And then we also have an office down in La Jolla as well for people who are listening and catch the show. You know what's cool about the show now that it's a podcast and it's a radio show. We're back on the air. I mean, we failed to start that, right? So KCBQ, the answer of San Diego, we're on AM 1170 and we're on FM 96.1. So you can catch that show Saturdays at 1.30 anytime. How fun is that? The show's right there. But 
Sometimes Saturdays at 1.30 doesn't work, so we invite you to check us out on any podcast, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, the podcast player, Stitcher, you name it, any podcast. If you search Financial Detox, you'll see the show and you can listen to one of, I think we have a hundred and something shows in the queue. Well, yeah. And also, because we also have offices in Fort Worth and the Florida Keys. So, I mean, they probably, I don't know if they get the, do they get the answer over there? I don't think so. So the podcast at least reaches They get the podcast anywhere and you can go to financialdetox.com and get the podcast too. So hopefully week after week, we're providing you with some entertainment as well as some thoughts about what to do with your money in your portfolio because this does matter. Whether you do this right or you do it wrong will make a profound difference in not only your life and the life you live throughout retirement, but quite possibly that of your future generations as well. Hey, speaking of entertainment, yeah, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, what are you doing, Andrew? Eating a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you celebrate it? For the past 15 years, I've been hosting it at my house. Oh, Generally wow. 30 people. And past couple of years, it's now at my parents' house. So we've passed the torch off to them. Doesn't it normally to, go the other way? The parents yeah, pass yep. the baton down. <laughs> You're passing it up. Yep. They moved uh, out here a couple of years ago and they wanted to kind of take that tradition back. So cool. yeah, it's a lot of friends and family. It was uh, just friends for a long time. And uh, yeah, it's kind of evolved. That's so fun. Isn't it the people? best? What are you doing, Alex? You got a huge family. <laughs> We're at uh, my parents' house this year. My wife and I rotate. So All last right. year it was in Los Angeles with her family. And this year it's in Orange County with my family. So do you do like Christmas at one, Thanksgiving at the other, and then flip-flop? No. Thanksgiving we flip-flop. Christmas Eve we do her family. Christmas Day, my oh, family. So go. we do a lot of driving for the holidays between Orange County and Los Angeles. But it's cool that we have family that close. So I mean, I'm not going to complain because cool. no one lives out of state really per se. And it's nice. How about you? I think we're doing our house. You're going to host? Yeah. When you say you, you mean Allie, your wife? That's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'll pour drinks, You'll I bring guess. the pies. Right. I'll bring pies. I got pies covered. <laughs> We're going to have plenty of pies. No doubt. It is such a beautiful time of year, though. You know what? As a follower of Christ in just this time of giving thanks, we don't give thanks enough. Every day is something to be so thankful for, particularly when you live in San Diego. We're in a bubble, in a bubble, in a bubble. You look at the rest of the world and the some of the challenges people face that, you know, we get riled up over the littlest stuff and it's just so insignificant. I went back as a story to add on to that. You know, I went back to my hometown. I was born and raised in Richfield, Utah and small town and the nicest human beings, right? Super nice human beings. But I mean, the town is unbelievably poor. You look around at the houses and you look around at what's going on in the town. Everybody has nice trucks <laughs> in a small town. Like, Y'all got nice trucks, but the houses are just I don't know. It just made me so grateful to live here where it's 72 degrees average year-round temperature. And it sounds cliche and cheesy, but we are blessed. No, and you got your health to enjoy it too. Because even if you live here, if you don't have your health or you don't have people around you that you love and care about you, it doesn't matter where you live, I guess, right? Right. And there's people here struggling too. So um, yeah. we all know somebody who's suffering through some tough times. And yeah. Anyway, we have so much to be grateful for. We are grateful for that. I want to pause for just one second because we have a couple of great people that help us make this show possible. They're the kind of people we like and trust. And so we want you to know who they are. 
Hi, this is Jason Labram, your host of Financial Detox. One of our partners, J.R. Phillips at the J.R. Phillips Group, is the man who can help you with real estate. He's your local North County source for all things real estate. For over 13 years, he's built a business built on trust and referrals where the client always comes first and comes before the commissions. You can check out J.R. Phillips online at thejrphillipsgroup.com. That's thejrphillipsgroup.com. Or give J.R. a call at 866 883 6065. Once again, that's 866-883-6065. Hello. Hey, it's Mark Robertson from Caliber Home Loans. If you're like a lot of my clients, you probably have been led on into a mortgage by a super low rate that didn't exist. I've been doing loans here in San Diego since 2001, and I differentiate myself by giving everybody a, a straight story from the very beginning. If you're somebody who appreciates a very transparent approach and you don't want the smoke and mirrors that comes with the mortgage industry, I'm your guy. You can reach me at 858-401-9353. Again, it's 858-401-9353. Let's talk about some events. Yeah. We have events coming up. We did a webinar this week. It was fun. Yeah. It was great. So what we did, we talked about tax loss harvesting. We talked about end of year tax strategies. We talked about the recent volatility in the markets and the political turmoil. You had some great listener questions, I thought. Yeah, especially that Joe guy. Right. (laughs) I mean, people asking about oil prices in Saudi Arabia and Tesla becoming part of the S&P 500. That was one of your favorite ones, I think. Yes. You know, what matters? What doesn't matter? What can you control? What can't you control? What do you do with all this information, right? That's what we always come back to when we talk about headlines and recent news. Well, and the one thing that we touched on, which I think is worth mentioning again, is just volatility, right? Everybody's go, oh, the volatility, is this the new normal? And I'm like, no, this is the normal. It's always been the normal. If you look back since 1980, so going back nearly 40 years, the average year has market downturn of at least 14%. That's the average downturn during a single calendar year. The markets are volatile. You're talking about U.S. markets, right? I'm talking about U.S. markets. And this year, so 14. So what are we at this year then? We were down 12 at one point, right? From a peak to a... So we're not even at the average. We're less than the average this year. We're just slightly down on the S&P right now. But at one point point from the top to the bottom... Was down 12? You know, I have to look. I I don't know the exact percentage. Give or take a buck. But um, yeah, and if you looked over the last five years, we've been in a period where the downturn within the year has not been more than 13%. So yes, we've had less volatility than normal over the last four or five years. And we as investors tend to be very short-minded with short memories. And we forget that, well, if we just expand back to 10 or 12 years, you see that volatility of 10, 12, 15% is not terribly unnormal. It's just not abnormal. It's like life. I love to draw metaphors when he starts talking about percentages. My mind goes to like, how can I relate if I didn't like to talk about numbers? Because, you know, you know, I'm not the numbers analyst guy, right? No, that's Andrew. Right. That's Andrew. Thank you. But I like, I think about life, right? You think about life and experiences and we do have short memories, not just as investors, but as human beings. You know, you go through a few days or a few weeks and everything's good. And then someone, maybe you lose a loved one or maybe you, um, one of your kids even just gets sick or something that's much more minor than someone dying. Or how about just when you get pneumonia and you realize how good it is just to not be sick? Right. So I think as human beings, you know, learning how to face adversity in any form makes you stronger and learning to focus on. And so as investors, it's maybe harder to figure out what you can control versus just a human being living your normal life. Maybe it's easier because your instincts are more in tune. But that's the way I relate it when I've been having conversations with our clients lately. 
it's like, well, this is like anything else in life. This is a part of life that's going to be a little bit more challenging and you need to step up and face it with confidence and poise and not panic and freak out. Well, the point is you can control how much volatility your portfolio is subject to. Mm -hmm. So we have clients that are capital preservation, very, very conservative type clients, and their portfolios have almost no volatility. And I would say they have no risk. If you define risk the way I define risk, which is the possibility of losing all or a substantial portion of your money with no chance of it coming back. I would say that even our aggressive portfolios don't have risk. If you define risk like I define risk, where the possibility of losing all or a substantial portion of your money with no chance of it coming back. They have volatility, but risk is different, right? Risk is like you're playing a blackjack hand in Vegas. You ever go to Vegas, Andrew? Sure have. I love blackjack. <laughs> and the reason Vegas. you're saying that to just clarify for listeners is because we don't advocate purchasing individual stocks. So our portfolios have tens of thousands of positions inside yeah, of well, them. Not tens of thousands, right? But yeah, 10,000, yeah. give or take. So yeah, I guess if you had bonds, you're right. But if you look at a portfolio that's even a, an aggressive portfolio for us, you're so massively diversified that in order for your portfolio to go down, stay down, and never come back, then virtually every publicly traded stock on the face of the earth has to cease to exist at pretty close to the same time. That means there's no Apple, there's no Bristol-Myers, there's no Boeing, there's no Chevron, there's no Coca-Cola, there's no Johnson & Johnson, There's everything is gone, there's no Amazon. No Amazon, no <laughs> Tesla. They're gone. Everything is gone at the same time. So you're diversified. Volatility that is normal. But the question that you still haven't answered is, can't you time it? You know, if, are we in a market high? Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. But people are asking themselves that right now, like all the time. Really good point, right? So, and you're hearing on the media that the market's in the longest bull market run ever. However, I have very good data that I used on our webinar, which we had this week, and we're going to have another webinar on the 12th, which you can register by going to financialdetox.com. You can register for this upcoming webinar on the 12th. We're going to continue to talk about volatility and how to position your portfolio. But we keep hearing this is the longest bull market run ever, the longest bull market run ever. But yet, when I look at my chart of all the bull markets and bear markets since 1928, this is not even close to the longest bull market ever. We've had 15-year bull markets. We've actually had to couple. We're in nine years. We're in a nine-year bull market. That is not the longest bear market. And it certainly is not the greatest percentage. We've had bull markets that were up 900% cumulative return. Our bull market right now is up about 380% cumulative. Also, a lot of the markets that people are now participating in, they weren't even participating in 10, 20, 30 years ago. So we don't even have real data on what those cycles even look True. like, right? What does an international and emerging market you know, cycles look like? Yeah. Well, what are those? What do bond market cycles look like? Because the data that most people look at is the Dow or the S&P maybe, right? Well, everybody calls the markets the Dow or the S&P. You love that, don't you? It's my favorite. <laughs> I, like, how are the markets doing? What's the markets doing? The market, the market, the market. And I say, well, what market? And they say, well, the market. And I, what do you mean the market? I guess you're referencing the Dow Jones 30 stocks or the S&P 500 stocks, or maybe you're even referencing the NASDAQ with 100 stocks. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, the market. I say, but that's only 630 stocks and there's actually 43,000-ish or so publicly traded stocks. So 630 is a small sliver of the market. It is not the market. And then that's not even adding in bonds, which the bond market is an enormous part of the markets, right? I mean, how many people are 100% equities have zero bonds in their portfolio? Not a lot. 
So if you start talking about bonds, now the 630 stocks of the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the S&P are a tiny fraction of the total market of stocks and bonds, right? Andrew, You're going to make a lot think of friends that? at parties with that one, huh? Am I making? No, I, ha- I don't have any friends. <laughs> so I'm sorry, the, the total of what people have in their portfolios? No, just saying how when you turn on your phone or you turn on your TV, the constant references to the markets. The markets are up, the markets are down. But yet people are only referring to three indexes when they talk about the markets, and that's only a small sliver of the actual markets. Correct. And you have, you have your outliers when you see kind of oil move the way it's moved. Right. You know, as of lately, the volatility index moved the way it has recently. Hey, why aren't gas prices going down if oil's going down? So we're obviously in the winter season. Uh-huh. So changes in the summer and the blends. I mean, I've seen prices come down slightly. Have they? Slightly right. not, you know, I think I saw some prices 399 a couple of weeks ago. Now we're at 389, 379 in certain yeah. places. They go up quick. Yeah. But they, they just don't come down. Hard that to quick, come back do down. <laughs> yep. When I was in Utah a couple of weeks ago, we were paying 260, something like that. We have an extra dollar in California, right? Per gallon. And the gas tax they added, it didn't pass to repeal it. Like people said, no, we're going to keep paying the extra tax because California, um, all those potholes are still going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, so yeah, there's lots of different segments of the market. There's lots of different pieces to the market. So I guess the takeaway here is be aware of what you're talking about or thinking about when you think about the markets. Cause a lot of clients who have a diversified portfolio with stocks and bonds. They get hung up on what the market is doing, and they're referring to the S&P 500, the Dow Jones, or the NASDAQ, when that only represents a small portion of their portfolio. Again, think about the things that you can control as an investor. Think about the things that matter that you can control, and then that's where you want to spend your time and energy. The latest headlines, that kind of stuff, you just really can't control that. So there are so many things you can control that are so important. Spend your time and energy on those. I can't believe it, but guys, we're blown through time here. We got to wrap up. We have to leave our audience, though, with something that's actionable. We call it the strategy of the week. Okay, here we go. Speaking of things you can control, let's nail it. Because right. we're really late on time. We're out of time. Okay, so here we go. So what we are doing is strategy of the week. I'm going to go one. You guys go one. All right? So we'll each do one. I think that tax loss harvesting. I use the easy one. Yeah, that's tax the, wait a minute. That's the good one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what's tax loss harvesting, Jason? <laughs> you get to... Look at your portfolio, or you should. And if you have positions that are significantly down or down 5,000, 10,000, whatever they are, 100, whatever, go ahead and sell that position, but immediately replace it with a position that's close, that gives you similar exposure. Per the IRS, you cannot replace it with positions that are substantially the same, but you could buy something that you know gives you similar exposure. Call Andrew to find out what the second position should be, because he'll immediately be able to tell you. Yeah, we would love to help you. If you're taking a tax loss, we could help you, and that's 877 877- 707-8889. Talk to Andrew Grant at the Financial Detox Team of Labor and Wealth Management. He's a stud and he knows what is up. Okay, who's next? Another strategy for the week. Go. My strategy is going to sound a little bit soft and fuzzy compared to tax loss harvesting, but I think you should thank people in your life. That's the strategy of the week. It is Thanksgiving week. So you should pause and appreciate somebody who, especially someone who needs it. Yeah, tell them that you just are glad they're in your life and you 
That's love right. them for who they are and what they are. That's good, man. That was fuzzy. It'll take your stress away from the markets. How, how am I supposed to follow that up? You'll be, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to sound gonna, like a very good person You're going to sound like now. such a jerk. You're going to be like, you're like, harvest money. <laughs> Get more money. <laughs> we'll give you a pass. It's your very first show. So you're going to have a pass, but you have to come back next show with something really good then. That was good. <laughs> Yeah, that was good, Alex. I'm going to give you a hug after the show. <laughs> Thanks. Do I need the appreciation? I don't know, but I, I want need the one. gratitude. Yeah, appreciate you. Andrew, what do you got? Mine would be just housekeeping with your accounts, right? Make sure your RMDs are done. Make sure, you know, you have put whatever money you can for catch ups into your qualified accounts. You know, just general maintenance and housekeeping, making sure your accounts look good for year end. I love it. That's it. That's us. We got to wrap it up, man. This is Jason Labram, your host of Financial Detox in studio with Alex Klingensmith and Andrew Grant today. You have some key members of the Financial Detox team at Labram Wealth Management. And don't forget our webinar. Webinar is coming up on 12-12. That's December 12th at 1230. You can register at financialdetox.com. We'd love to have you join us. And thank you so much for listening. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll catch you next week on Financial Detox. Until then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Financial Detox team at Labrum Wealth Management and get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit financialdetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Labrum Wealth Management. If you're ready for financial detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889 and get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way you'll be automatically notified about upcoming podcasts. Thanks again for being part of our community and for taking one more step toward financial peace of mind. The content of this podcast is provided for informational purposes only. It should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labram and Labram Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this podcast and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. 